1: Hello, everyone. Welcome into this week's episode of the Notre Dame football show from blueandgold.com. I am Ashton Pollard, your host, and I am joined as always by Mike Singer and Tim Hyde. How are we doing tonight?
2: Doing excellent. Thank you.
1: Awesome. Tim, it looks like you raised a drink there. What are you drinking?
2: Oh, always. Hold on, where's my camera here? (laughs) Always. A beer and a shot and always in the you know, the Bolton landing brewing company, Mike, we need to get some more sent out of you. Did you say uh, a beer and
0: beer. a shot? Beer and, yeah, beer the, and a shot.
2: Oh.
1: Is the shot always there or is that a new? There oh, it is.
2: Okay. Always, oh, okay. always, always two tigers.
1: Okay. Well, I knew that when you were drinking liquor, it was usually two tires, t- tigers, not tires. I'm not drinking by the way. I just can't speak. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but
1: I didn't know that you always had both. So that's very exciting news. Mike, how about you?
0: Um. So, a couple weekends ago, I was in South Bend for Irish Invasion, and then my wife went out of town the day I got back for a few days, and then she came back into town for a couple days, and then she's been gone for several days, so my house looks like a total bachelor pad, except for I've already gone through all my drinks, pretty much, so I don't even drink Sierra Mist, but this is, I've, I've got a Sierra Mist. Um, I don't
1: think I've seen a Sierra Mist in, like, five years. I mean, I guess I know it still exists, but I don't, it looks like the logo's changed. Interesting. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I've had one in five years either. Yeah.
1: There you go. Um, Yeah. I'm, as I said, I'm drinking water. I'm being lame, but. um, Cheers. Thank you, Josh.
0: (laughs) Josh says, Tim's a motivational business banker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's quite the title you have there, Josh. Um. All right. <laughs> Before we get started, if you are joining us right now via YouTube, make sure you hit the thumbs up and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're listening back to this via podcasts, leave us a review. Um, And then obviously throughout the show, as always, leave us comments. Drop us a super chat if you want us to answer immediately. And then lastly, little housekeeping item, um, make sure that you sign up online. We still have our $1 deal going, um, that again, that won't be around forever. So make sure, make sure you get that. And then also our football preview magazine. Um, we have the link up to that too. It's in a lot of our stories. Those links are typically together. So if you find one, you can find the other and you should sign up for one and, um, order the other one. Art. Our- so oh. We start today with our typical segment. Best thing you saw this week. This is an opportunity for us to talk about anything related to Notre Dame. It, it can be football. It doesn't have to be football related, but, um, Tim, I will start with your hilarious choice. Mike, pop uh, it up on the screen. for us.
2: <laughs> yeah. Having coached a, a thousand linemen in my days, uh, this is without a doubt. Number one here, you got, a. Uh, two class clowns basically coming from the coming from the South enjoying their time in South Bend. And yeah, when this went up up on Twitter, this was a, an instant, instant classic. And I love the little, uh, how these two guys are going back and forth, poke, poking fun of each other, cracking some jokes as well. So that is, uh, (laughs) that's awesome. And by the way, who, no, I haven't seen Notre Dame and cowboy hats and there's a bunch of the visitors had cowboy hats. So whoever busted out that prop, Kudos. I thought it was pretty cool seeing some of the fellas in cowboy hats and all that. I was wondering uh, the
1: same thing. It took me a second when I looked at this and I was like, is that Sam Pendleton and Sullivan Apture And then I was like, where in the world did he get this hat?
0: But right, yeah. I have I a question. What is what does Sullivan's shirt say? Boardman gets paid?
1: It looks like it has a new balance logo under it. I I like zoomed in on this the other day too, because I was curious. I did not initially know and then to be completely honest, just forgot to look it up. But that is a new balance logo, so I don't. Maybe it's some marketing campaign. Board man, some, something like balance. a
0: basketball thing.
1: Maybe
0: I do like J- big. I, I like offensive linemen to play basketball, right? I mean, that's that's Fair. an awesome trait.
1: Yeah, no, I I love this. So I love their banter back and forth on Twitter, and they banter with Monroe Freeling, the other Carolinian. He's South Carolina, they're North Carolina, but both Carolinas. Their banter back on forth on back and forth on Twitter. Trying to get Monroe to come to Notre Dame is is quite funny. Um, and we can maybe talk about that later. But, um, Mike, what is the best thing that you saw this week?
0: All right, I for, I say this so many times for podcast audience, just stop listening on podcast. Go watch us on YouTube. Find the time. It's 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 great on YouTube. You get to watch all of our expressions, and when we play videos and stuff, it, it's it's a lot better than you know listening to it. You know, because you you, know, you don't get. To, yeah pretty obvious. This right here, this is a tweet from Preston Zinter from last Friday morning. Let me set the stage for YouTube audience. Preston Zinter is on the dead middle of your screen, and Ronan Hannafin's got the the red Reebok bag. Zinter is a Notre Dame linebacker commit, and um, Hannafin with the red bag, big four-star Athlete target for the Irish. Have you, Ash and Tim? Have you guys watched this? Yes. Obviously, you have Ash. Yeah. You get, yes. Okay. Several right. times. <laughs> this is a family-friendly show. Um, director of recruiting Chad Bowden, maybe lets out an f-bomb, but you know, whatever. I, and Honestly, I also hope... you have
1: to listen really close. I didn't hear it the first time, and then somebody put it on the board, and I was like, "Oh my god, you're right."
0: Oh well, maybe that agree, have said yeah. that then. Just let that slip by, but um. I mean, you know, let's just play it. Let's just play it. There's Chad in the in the tie.
2: Good times, good times. The
1: fact that this is happening in the South Bend Airport, like this I mean, isn't like look at all those food.
2: people by
0: the um. Uh, the luggage, uh, where, you, where you pick up your luggage. I mean...
1: Right. Exa- <laughs> like, if this was in the Goog, it would still be funny and exciting. But the fact that it is in a full-blown public place is even better. <laughs> so...
0: Guys, I... I love that so much. Like, <laughs> I think a lot of folks who might be a little up there in age... Think that that's embarrassing or lame, or the fact that n- kids get haircuts during their Notre Dame visit? Yeah, the, why would you do that? L- listen, Notre Dame fan, do you want the Fighting Irish to go win a national championship? Yeah. Well, of course. Let the not. guy get a haircut. This is the shit that they gotta do. They gotta be goofy and, and have friendly. fun with the
1: kids. Sorry, ashen <laughs> Said so much for family friendly.
0: <laughs> Sorry, no, I, yeah, you're right. But seriously, quick, like they—they're not recruiting you, middle-aged white man. They're recruiting these kids. You already are a Notre Dame fan. They got to go get these big-time kids. Like this, yeah, this is also, awesome.
2: This—this this hey, was fantastic. So, some of the comments on the hair. You mentioned the haircut. I'm like the guy's getting a haircut. Big deal. It's like I'll take a free haircut. You know what's. Yeah. It's, I, f- I found that interesting. Let the five-star, who five-star running backs do, have not come to Notre Dame in ages. Let the guy get a free haircut. Enjoy it.
1: If you're not familiar with this saga, Richard Young, who is the five-star running back to whom Tim is referring, um, was here and got a got a haircut, and that circulated on social media. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's funny. It mixes it up. It's to Mike's point. It's like. Do you want to get these kids or not? If if Chad Bowden has to dance in the South Bend airport to get Ronan Hannafin, okay, great. Sounds good. And I didn't even think it was like, I was, I loved it from the start, but even if you didn't like it, in three years if Notre Dame wins a title with Ronan Hannafin, you're not going to remember this video. You're going to remember the title. So keep that one in mind.
0: Boardman gets paid Um, as a Kawhi Leonard reference. Oh, there we go. There you go. So
1: I'm not an NBA person. That's why that went over my head. Anyways. Um, okay. My best thing that I saw this week is actually baseball related, and we're going to talk more about um, the college world series at the end here, but just briefly, I'll touch on Jack Finley is a freshman as Mike has popped up here on the screen, a freshman left-handed pitcher from New Jersey, and he has been absolutely lights out for the entire postseason. Um, he's a reliever. He he has made a couple of starts, but he's come in in relief entirely this this postseason. He came in um, to set the stage, to borrow the term Mike used a minute ago. Notre Dame was playing game three against Tennessee, who, if you are not aware, is was the number one team in the country. Was. Um, game three was <laughs> game three on Sunday. Notre Dame won Friday. Tennessee won Saturday. So this is a winner take all game on Sunday. Comes in Notre Dame is down three one and Finley pitches five innings of zero uh, zero run, one hit, four strikeout baseball. This kid is a freshman, and he is facing the number one offense in the country, and completely shuts them out, gives Notre Dame the opportunity to pull ahead. Notre Dame ultimately won 7-3, and that is how we have ended up here with Notre Dame on their way to Omaha. they probably just got there although I don't have the exact timeline but they left a little earlier this afternoon so they should be there um but yeah I just wanted to give a shout out to Jack Finley because if you're 18 19 however old he is he's a freshman and you're able to come in in arguably definitely the biggest game in two decades in Notre Dame baseball arguably the biggest game in the history of Notre Dame baseball um to come in and pitch like that is is astounding and shout out to him and like I said we will get into that a little bit more, the the entire College World Series, and kind of talk about that a little bit later. But that was the best thing I saw this week.
0: Yes, Mike. I, I got to go a little, just a, a smidge off script here. So for those yes. watching on YouTube, this is our front page. If you go to blueandgold.com, right, this is what you would see. So this is this article right now with this thing, this, this show we're doing, right? And there's the pretty YouTube video. Click here to order the 2022 Notre Dame football preview. You click this. And you, you you go buy our magazine. This is our big summer magazine. Um, Marcus Freeman stories. Uh, NIL breakdown and how it affects Notre Dame. Features on a bunch of the players. Opponent previews. Recruiting content from yours truly. Um, they got some good stuff in there. Um, I mean, 160 pages, I believe it is. Got Mike Mayer yeah. on the cover. Go, go pick up a copy of this. It's fantastic, Um, and it's a collector's item. So, I mean, if you're a Notre Dame fan, you need to have a copy of every Blue and Gold football preview. Tim does, I'm sure, right?
2: Yeah, right behind me. Yep. And it's also – Hold on. There you go,
0: Tim. Hold on. Right
2: back there, (laughs) right in that little corner right there is everyone since 86. So not too bad.
1: In addition to all those articles too, it has, it's effectively like an encyclopedia. Like it has, it has rosters, it has stats, it has playing time. It has lists of players. It has lists of players in the NFL. It has all of that. So yes, there are some very good features and Mike did, a, obviously did a very good job highlighting all of those. But also if you just want something to have in front of you while you watch the game as like a roster or anything like that, it has that too. So basically it everything.
0: We, um, we hired Patrick Engel. It was like March of 2020 and then obviously that summer was his first football preview he worked on and then we hired Tyler Horka last summer and then yeah. I think he got thrown into the fire football preview right away and then we bring on Ashton Pollard earlier this year for your f- first football preview how's that been going what what do you think about your uh it's it's quite the animal the f- football preview is to to uh to to write about yeah
1: You know, I've written a lot of words and I have done few social activities in the recent weeks. I've spent a lot of time in my apartment. We'll we'll summarize it like that, but... I've learned a lot and I've written a lot of good stuff that you should buy and ultimately
0: read. Yeah, too. I'll, every, every once in a while, I'll see a random tweet from Ashton Pollard about some Notre Dame opponent. Oh, this Syracuse running back is really good. I'm like, oh, that's Ashton writing a preview article for the magazine. Yep. Sure.
1: I'm very high on the Syracuse linebackers. Buy the preview magazine to learn more about that. All right. <laughs> on to the rest of our show today. So it remains recruiting season. Notre Dame had a ton of recruits last season. I mean, last weekend on campus. They have another big weekend coming up this weekend. We are going to primarily look forward at who is on their way in the next couple of days. So I will basically, without further ado, pass it over to Tim, who is going to highlight three of his Favorites, and we're going to watch that film, and then Mike is going to give his take on where the recruitment stands um, with what he knows having recruiting. <laughs> so, Tim, who do you want to start with? Give me one of your three.
2: Skill guys, skill guys, skill guys, skill guys. Uh, Great House. He was uh, the first one I thought of. I went with Great House. Uh, Love's going to be hey, there. Shh. Hey, one at a time okay, there, Tim. There you go. Great house.
1: Don't give it all away. They'll all leave. <laughs> don't leave. Yeah, do. I
2: mean, Jaden Greathouse. It's, uh, you know, awesome. He's going to be coming in there and he's obviously a big time wide receiver from one of the premier high schools out of Texas. So you go get a second Texan out of there, which would be huge for F. Freeman and coach Ducky.
0: What do you think about his tape, Tim?
2: He's not, I mean, he's, he's a nice, he's, he's, he's such a good route runner, such a good football player. I mean, look at that play right there. It's, uh, he's, he's big time. Cause he's coming from a big time high school football program. He's well coached. He's got a ton, ton of fundamentals already instilled in him. Look at that play right there. He's, he, he's a guy that's going to have to come in and play right away as you know, this entire class is. And I think he is a guy that you don't need to sit around and wait on for a couple of years to get ready. He's he, he looks the part that could come in and do some damage right away as a freshman. That's a heck of a catch.
0: Yeah, he is he, – he's the, the prototypical boundary receiver, right? Yeah. I he's mean, he, he's like – he's listed at 6'2", 220. He goes up and gets the ball. Great in one-on-one coverage. Jaden Greathouse is an impressive um, impressive prospect.
2: Yeah, you know, and, and the other thing, you put him with James and obviously they had Rico Flores last week and you got I mean, you got three guys that are all what ranked in the top one seventy five in the country, which which is huge for Notre Dame. It'd definitely be one of the, you know, top three wide receiver group groupings to come to Notre Dame in ages. So he's a heck of a football player, a guy that could come in and, and do some things instantly for N D.
0: Yeah, as far as where his recruitment stands, um, what about six weeks or so ago, I put in a prediction for him to land at Notre Dame and you know those are predictions are just that it's a prediction and I'm not feeling as confident. I still believe that the Irish have the lead but anytime like you, you're following a recruitment and there's a big shift that's typically not a good thing for the team and the lead unless it's something like a kid Say so he's favoring Notre Dame, and he says I'm going to commit in four months, and then he moves his timeline up to tomorrow. That typically would be a good thing, but for this one, I, I'm I'm I don't know. Like it seemed like he was going to commit this summer, and now the vibe is that he's going to push his process back a little bit. And if you're a if you're leading for a recruit, and then he pushes his timeline back, only. I'm like, it just it gives more opportunity for other schools to make their move. So that's why I'm kind of not as confident. But again, he's visiting this weekend. Let's see what happens. Comes in, falls in love with Notre Dame, and, um, and yeah, it could, it could be really good. So this will be a second time on campus. He also uh, was in town for the Blue-Gold game, and we know Notre Dame's woes at receiver, I think that they're going to end up with four in this class. Might be three, but I, I think it, it, it three to four is the range, and uh, they would certainly love to uh, have Jaden Greathouse in this class.
1: Who do you see as the biggest competition for him?
0: Well, his I think it's a final four of Notre Dame, Texas, Oklahoma, and South Carolina. I think he, last weekend... He was at South Carolina, and then the first weekend of June was OU, and then it's Texas next weekend, obviously Notre Dame this weekend. I mean, Texas, I mean, he's been there, what, probably a dozen times? I mean, uh, in his life growing up in Austin. So I would probably lean Texas if it's not Notre Dame. But, um, again, if I – If I had to pick again right now, I I still would would think it'll be Notre Dame, but again, not, not as confident.
1: at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions supply. Now
2: yeah, did, that's right. Now Mike, right. Mike, didn't he have a date set? Or is he... He's, he's pushed that back now? Or did he not have a date officially? Uh, I'm don't. thinking of Christian Gray and Flores have dates.
0: Yeah, point. I don't think he had a date. Gotcha. Uh, I'll get the crack sure. staff taking a peek at that.
1: Yeah, I don't think he did either. Um, okay. Flores... I think I, I initially in my head thought Flores and then it was like, Oh, July 3rd. And then was like, wait, never mind, It's not.
0: Yeah. It's not no, like I don't book. think he's got a date. Um, yeah. So
2: he's got four officials done next week and he's going to wait till the fall. That's, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. No, that is, yeah. that is interesting. Um, Tim prospect number two, who you got?
2: Well, let, well let's stay in the great state of Texas and let, Notre Dame needs corners. I know me and Mike have talked about this recently and, this dude is faster than fast, and he would be <laughs> a special team guy on day one, no doubt about it, with his speed. But the fact that he, you know, he's he's almost like a you know Jade and Mickey type of guy, you know, nickel corner, you know, play on on the slot, tough as could be. I think this kid's tough as could be. So if he had him to,
0: at running back,
2: oh my god, his his offensive film is. I mean, look at this. I mean, he would be a slot in a heartbeat. You want to talk about running jet sweeps, motions quick bubbles you this guy because they really don't have any wide receivers that could catch a bubble like this guy he's 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 electric so special team heck of a football player right there and obviously they're recruiting him as a corner and uh he he looks like his his, his film is legit he's he's a good football player his speed some of his numbers he did in the spring were just like big time I mean, when you're running 10 threes and 10 fours, that that is fast for a high school football, a high school track guy. I think you ran a 10 three, if if I remember right, seeing. So that is fast for To your
1: point about special teams, um, Brian Mason, the new special teams coordinator, and I'm not telling you this. You probably know this, but just for the masses, uh, Brian Mason, the new special teams coordinator is really high on Jaden Mickey to punt return this fall so really if if, awesome. if that ends up if that ends up happening then that's that's a that's a good signal that he's not afraid to use true freshmen right when they come in as primary punt returners yeah it's it's uh mickey joseph salerno and uh, i'm blanking on the last one i mean look like, like at the speed oh, right there right. that's another true freshman Price. but um yeah
2: what do you say tim no, it's, it's sitting here. It's almost like, I mean, you're like watching tech mobile. He, I mean, yeah. he gets no, the ball, fast. this guy's breaking 75 yards. He is so fast. And he is, you know, that was the first guy I thought about was Jaden Mickey. I, I love Mickey, you know, Corona Centennial, one of the premier public schools in all of California, just tough as nails, smaller in stature, just plays with the pit bull mentality. When you watch bell, that's, that's the first guy I thought about. Look at this. I mean, he's so quick he would be a huge, huge get to get out of the, obviously big 12 country, especially out of state. Big Texas. punt. Oh, he's, wow. uh, just, you know, just the speed as- aspect. When you talk special teams, being a Texas guy, I know on the message board, when he got offered, we talked about Alan Rossum, who was a big time, uh, return man in the NFL for a decade as well. So out of, out of Texas. So he, uh, instantly reminded, cause he was smaller statue as well and played four years at corner during the whole cheers. But, uh, He's a good one, and they're getting – I mean, the guys are getting out of Texas are no joke this, se- this season if they land these guys. Have we even – Yeah, w- Peyton uh,
1: Bowen, speaking of – sorry, Mike, go No, no,
0: please, go ahead. I
1: was going to say, speaking of fast guys out of Texas, Peyton Bowen today, I forget the exact outlet, but it popped up in my Twitter that he was voted like the f- fifth fastest kid in the 2023 class or something like that by some outlet. Mike, did
0: you see this? No, but
1: – Okay, I forget who it was, but, I mean, if, if you get Bell and Bowen in this class, obviously – to save it both fast backs that's uh that's a pretty quick secondary that you have there and you kept him out of out of um or you pulled him out of texas i guess which is gonna ultimately be sec country entirely is already partially sec country but um Yeah. yeah any any thoughts on where his recruitment stands mike
0: I was just looking up on my phone to confirm because I'm like 90% sure he told me he's taking an Ole Miss official visit. I want to say it was supposed to be this past weekend, but didn't see anything on his socials about it. Um, so I don't know. I, everything I hear is is very positive for Notre Dame, and right. I, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna land him. His date is July 1st, and he had a, he announced a top 10 recently. It's typically, a kid who's about to commit in a few weeks would narrow it down to three or four or five or whatever. But hey, kid can do whatever he wants. So he announces ten. Yeah. Um, I think there was a couple Ivy League schools on there, if I'm not mistaken. Harvard. Yeah. Harvard it's, was on there.
1: It's Harvard, and then you have the, the power five grouping that's borderline Ivy. So Notre Duke. Dame, Stanford, Bandy, Duke. And then it was like Baylor or Ole Miss. No disrespect to those schools, but
0: I got yeah, I got it pulled up. Yeah, kind of get Baylor's what I'm saying. On. I don't even see Ole um, Miss yeah, on and there.
1: then and then Harvard was plastered right in the middle there, and I was like, "That's an interesting one." Huh. But um, hey, I don't know, ths on. Yeah, right? I don't
0: even see Ole Miss on there, so I'm guessing that is not the was school. it not Ole
1: Miss? I don't know. Yeah, there there Notre were a ton Dame, of them.
0: Notre there was Dame, a clear... Baylor, Michigan State, Harvard, Duke, Stanford. I guess this V is Vanderbilt. Yeah, know. it is Tennessee, the Houston, Golden. Texas.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, I like Notre, Notre Dame for them, mm-hmm. and I don't even. I don't know who is second. I, I I think the Fighting Irish might be second, and then Marcus Freeman team's third, and then um Good. the school Good. Mike Singer covers is fourth. I don't, I don't know. Good. So, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he's a he. He's I didn't watch his junior tape. I I had only seen a sophomore film that was really impressive. I mean, he's wow. fast. He is fast. Yes. So that is a player you just want on your football team. So
1: yeah, for sure. Exactly. Um, all right. Before No, Okay. Before we move into the last one, if you have joined us recently, make sure that you hit the thumbs up and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Drop us a super chat. A lot of you were dropping comments. Um, we're actually going to try to get to several comments at, at the end here, um, but um, nothing scrolling through right now. I think, Michael Dunley asked, "Does Notre Dame do Notre Dame coaches fly on private planes when recruiting? Freeman does. Do all of them?
0: No, that would be okay. sweet. Not not that type of budget, but
1: okay. yeah, I you, just, you. I didn't want to. Yeah, say some that folks
0: you might get lucky and see a Notre Dame coach on a on, on a Delta or Southwest flight or something, but um, I think once during the spring eval period, it's near the end, Reese." Parker, Stuckey, and maybe like an Al Washington or something like that. They were in the Tampa, Florida area. It was a Keon Keeley, a Darius Hayes, um, Bridell Richardson, some kind of swing in the Tampa area where they did get a private jet, but otherwise, yeah. Freeman, when Freeman's on the road recruiting, man, car service, right? They don't run a car. They get car service. I'm, I don't know if it's every single time, but like, I, I mean, I, I talked to a lot of high school coaches and stuff and I, I I don't know if this is something that all schools do like car service or whatever, but yeah, dude had a driver. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's the infamous story that he left his intro press conference to get on a plane and that was a private plane because there are plenty of pictures. And
0: Tyler Horka was there.
1: Yes, he was. You remember? Yeah. Tyler Horka was there. He was. That was Um...
0: (laughs) quite the reporting there by him.
1: All right. We can go back. Quickly to Tim's third pick, uh, Tim. Who's the final official visitor you're excited about?
2: Oh god, yeah, Jeremiah Love. One of the, I mean, Mike. Mike's been following his recruitment. One of the fastest risers in the country was, I think, when we first when he first got offered. Or Mike and I chatted with him. He was like 350 in the country, and now he's what 66, top five running back. This guy is blown up, and it's it's film his track season. is was just. Freakish, comes from a big time, uh, obviously, really good high school football program. And he's an SEC football player. I mean, look at those offers look at, outside of number two. Look at the number three and four schools right there. And you got uh, <laughs> always a dig on Michigan. Sorry for the Wolverine fans if you're watching all zero. of you.
0: I don't think we have many. Exactly.
2: But no, he is uh, – I mean, it's going back to – yeah, a, a I've I've just been doing a lot of research on Notre Dame in this class that, you know, what, you know, if it, if it happens and it falls to where it could be, it is, it's a generational type class. And, and as some of these players are getting, I mean, you're getting Jeremiah. Love. I mean, Notre Dame's signed what three top 100 running backs and it just blows my during the Kelly years, you know, Dexter Williams, Greg Bryant, who, uh, who didn't play much obviously. And then you have Chris Tyree, who's still there. The Folston was, was a hundred in that class. So you have four, but, um, and for a team that pounds the ball and you're O-line you and all, it just has always blown my mind how they just can't get elite running backs to go against these NFL offensive lines. And Love is fast, he's fast, and he's faster. I mean, his speed yeah. is freakish. He is just a deadly – he's an SEC running back. And for Notre Dame to have a shot at him, obviously, uh, you know, Mike could talk about the, the young man who's on campus currently. I mean, it's it's awesome. It's awesome what they're recruiting right now at running back.
0: This guy is a freak show. Yeah. I mean, he was a three-star, according to most sites. On three had him as a top. There, On three was an outlier for a while. All the other sites kind of caught up having him as a top 100 player, uh, or, or around top 100 player, I should say. And, uh, yeah, this guy, yeah, I mean um. – I don't know if this is in slow mo on purpose or if my computer's just slowing down, but I kind of like it being in slow. Okay, no, that was on purpose. <laughs> That's how they edited the video. Um, yeah, Look he is. He's a cut. special player. Yeah, I mean, I don't like uh, the running back they have committed right now, uh, Jaden Lamar. He's a really good talent. I don't know if I call him elite. I, his his tape and the competition, the offense is just kind of quirky to me. I want to see more of him before I would call him like an elite back. Again, a lot of it due to just the offense of the competition. They run a really weird offense at Lake Stevens. Jeremiah Love, though. I mean, goodness gracious. This dude is special. And then Notre Dame's got Richard Young on campus, the five-star running back um, out of Florida. I, I mean, I, I, we'll, we'll see the reports I get following um, – uh Richard Young's official visit but I I think it's probably a long shot I do not think it's a long shot for Notre Dame to land Jeremiah Love the last I heard was that the Irish were a slight favorite he's got Alabama and Michigan um let's take a look at his other visits he's taken this month
2: he's got the SEC yeah
0: A&M he took um so it's A June third, Michigan last weekend, Notre Dame this weekend, Bama at the end of the month. I mean, that's that's not a bad top four. Uh, on three <laughs> recruiting prediction machine, everyone's favorite tool to follow recruiting has the Irish with a very slight lead over Michigan. So I think this is his second time in, in camp on campus. And um, I was actually just texting Jeremiah just a few minutes ago, actually, um, and uh, setting up an interview for post visit. Um, yeah, he's. I don't know how many more times I can say he's a freak show. Um, like, he, yeah, talented player.
2: Right here in the comments, yeah. Richard Schmidt says it perfect. He's, he looks like a pinball machine. Yeah, some of that film where he's just—I mean, he's just bouncing off of dudes and cutting his. I mean, he's elite. He's he's an elite running back. There's no doubt about that.
1: I do not disagree. All right. Moving on to our next segment uh, again, hit the, hit the thumbs up, subscribe. If you're listening back via podcast to Mike's point earlier, don't do that. You should watch us on YouTube. Uh, but <laughs> if, you are, if you are, leave us a review. Um, so this was brought up at one of the comments at the beginning. Someone asked about the Ohio state dramas. So we're going to briefly dive into this and I'll give the backstory. Um, it's a, Well, I'll just, I guess I'll kind of start from the beginning. I just, I don't want to spend like three hours recapping it because it is a little bit of a longer saga. But as you all are aware, Marcus Freeman went to Ohio State, played linebacker at Ohio State, and he did an interview with Dennis Dodd that largely started circulating yesterday. I don't know exactly when you took place, but this kind of became, this entered the public room and went viral yesterday. So basically, what happened was, Freeman gave a quote or Freeman gave several quotes to Dennis Dodd and the way that Dodd wrote them apparently Freeman says that they were taken out of context. So I'm going to start by reading what Dodd said, Freeman said and then we can talk about Freeman's rebuttal, but um I'll briefly read this. This is a market this is the Marcus Freeman quote that was in Dodd's piece. I'm not saying from top to bottom, but the majority of our kids and I want to say this the right way: are pushed to learn, and their study habits are formulated every day. Um, you can't cheat academics at Notre Dame. And then he turned to Ohio State, and he said, "If you don't go to class at places like that, Ohio State and Cincinnati, his previous two coaching stops, okay, you take some online classes, show up for your appointments. At Notre Dame, you're forced every day to go to class. So people took that as him taking a job at Ohio State's academics, which again he went there. So do with that what you will, but um, as as a rebuttal, Freeman reached out to a radio show in Columbus, and he said this. He said that he's the one that reached out and tried to set the record straight this morning. So that was the story that Mike um, had popped up there on the screen. I, I have it in front of me. I'll read kind of part of Freeman's part of Freeman's rebuttal back. Um, so he said keywords and context were missing from the quote that upset a lot of people that I care about. I'm very proud of my two degrees from Ohio State. I would never disqualify the credity, uh, the the quality of education those degrees represent. I was specifically talking about the academic rivers rigors of Notre Dame. So he said, here's exactly what I said. This is the quote that he says he said. And again, sorry, I you know this is a lot of words, but I don't want to.
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Take. I don't want to take something that was taken out of context, apparently out of context again. <laughs> he says his quote was, their study habits are formulated every day. You can't cheat academics at Notre Dame. If I didn't go to class at Ohio State, 60,000 students. Cincinnati, another big public school. There are 40,000 students. If you don't go to class, okay. Take some online classes. Show up at your final. At Notre Dame, you're forced to go to class every day, but it formulates this learning capacity. So as you can see, and if you want to go read these back, they're all over the internet. You can check them out on blueandgold.com. There's a bit of a discrepancy between the two. Um, And yeah, Mike pops up. Patrick Engel from Blue and Gold put up his his entire quote, so you can read it there too. But um, I guess my initial take on this is kind of, if I'm advising Freeman on how to handle these situations in the future, I guess I would say what he's saying is not, Incorrect. It is very difficult to fly under the radar at Notre Dame, given it's so much smaller. As far as the Ohio state academics goes, I'm not going to personally comment on it. Other than there are certain former Ohio state players who have openly said exactly what Marcus Freeman said. Um, So is he right? Is he wrong? I don't, I don't really know. My take is I would advise him not to name specific schools in the future because they, what, what can be taken out of context Will be taken out of context. And I don't think he meant any harm by this. And I think the fact that he reached out to a Columbus radio station and said, Hey, I want to come on and and talk about this, signals that he didn't mean any harm. But again, that being said, like if you're gonna name certain schools, somebody's gonna take that the wrong way. I don't know. Tim, do you have thoughts? Do you agree, disagree? What did what did you think?
2: I agree with what you just said. It's like don't you know and Hey, that's that's the coach in me. As soon as I saw this thing, you know, instantly, I'll be honest. I was like, ah, don't give those Buckeyes more cannon fodder. Not that they need it. People like, oh, it's bulletin board. Ohio Ohio State's going to be fired up for the football game. That's, if if Freeman yeah. never did this interview with Dennis Dodd, who cares? You know, Buckeyes are going to be hyped beyond belief for this football game. But uh, yeah, that was my first thing. Was like. Yeah, don't go there with academics. That's just me. It's like Notre Dame's. You know, don't be Captain Obvious. I guess everyone knows Notre Dame is good academic, solid academic compared to some of these, you know, programs out there. That's why I always laugh when Saban says we need parity. We should all be uniform. Uh, You're not Saban, so you know, you know, get off your high horse when you talk academics. But uh, you know, that you know that was my first take. And uh, I I read the article. It was is Dennis Dodd. I mean all you have to do its funny. I actually Googled Dennis Dodd. I know he's been a national writer forever. And the first thing that that, that popped up, which I kind of laughed at is perfect. Dennis Dodd is 2015. He says, Notre Dame's irrelevant. you know, irrelevant. Uh, they should not be an independent joint a conference. This is 2015. They go on to go to the festival that year, just a couple of years from playing for a national title. So, yeah, you know, it is what it is. It was, uh, it's quite interesting how some of this stuff is blown out of proportion, but, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm with you. Don't <laughs> the fact that he had to call, you know, and I heard it was his buddy. Who's the, the radio host down there that he called yeah, that name. You know, but you know what he's calling. Cause that's where, that's where he went to school. He's an Ohio guy. I mean, how many times have you heard him talk about his dad's love for Ohio state? And He's a Buckeye. He was a captain. He got drafted all that good stuff. So he's calling there to let people know in Columbus. Hey, I love you guys. I'm at ND meant no harm. You yeah, know, that's the way I took it. And one last thing about Dennis Dodd. In the article, he calls Marcus Freeman a defensive back. Well, Marcus Freeman never played DB. So that tells you about his uh, journalism uh, major there, Mr. Dennis Dodd. You know. I, it's
0: point. not like Freeman's been doing a media, you know, b- bunch of interviews. I think he will be here soon. It's not like he's on the uh, exclusive interview circuit right now. Dodd gets one and then misquotes him and then calls him a DB. I'm sorry. Yes. Calls him a defensive back. Sorry, that, that could also be taken <laughs> out of context. Yeah. Nice, save. <laughs> nice save. Um I do I do, <laughs> I do have a you couple thoughts. I do have a couple quick talk? thoughts. First, we yes. do have a super chat, so um we can sound the alarms real quick. Appreciate it, Peter. Peter says, with a name like Ronan Hannafin, he should have been in this class months ago. Why the hesitation? Ronan Hannafin, four-star athlete receiver um, from Massachusetts, was just on campus this past weekend. I've liked the Fighting Irish to land him for several months now, and I think the Irish are in pretty good spot for him. And he will visit Bama this weekend, and I don't know what's after that, but I get the sp- my spidey sense tells me that his recruitment's nearing its end and I, I still do like Notre Dame, but he's going to Bama, so who knows. So two thoughts on this Ohio State thing. My take was kind of like what Tim said at the end there, he wouldn't be doing this if it were, you know, maybe a possible read in between the lines comment about like a a Michigan or a I don't know it. Nebraska. It's it's Ohio State. He loves that place. It's his alma mater he's not calling in if he made a comment about like Nebraska, he's not calling into the Omaha, you know, play uh, Omaha radio station and be like, Hey, I just want to let you guys know, this is not what I meant. They'd be like, no, screw you, dude. He is a Buckeye. So that's, um, that, that was my first take. It's like, that's why he wanted to make sure that these comments were, um, you know, very, he made it clear to his people in Columbus. Second thing was, I got this this tweet up on the screen here. You see that little blue check mark next to Patrick Angle? I used to have that. And then I changed my Twitter. And then I lost it. This is about 3 4 is years ago. Is this related
1: ago. to the Ohio State side? No, but
0: it pisses me off. I yeah. I request this every single month to get re- verified on Twitter. Dude, sometimes Twitter like super denies me and they're like I feel like I just request it, and then 30 seconds later I get denied. I got denied yesterday again. I think my account's, like, flagged for something. I was Dang. I was trying to uh, take the at Mike Singer Twitter account, so I was reporting. And that guy hadn't been on Twitter for, like, seven years. He hadn't done anything. So I kept reporting his account, and, st- and I think Twitter got mad at me for that, so they don't want to verify me.
2: Are so, right. If there are just, any like big
0: wigs at Twitter who are watching okay. this, you know, so we get a bunch of like brewery owners who watch our shows and they send us beer all the time. <laughs> so we yeah. so have any like CEOs at Twitter and you went to Notre Dame and you're watching this. Come on. Yeah.
2: If, if we have any CEOs,
1: there's one CEO at Twitter and he did not go to Notre
0: Dame. <laughs> just, you know, just I, like I, big people. Look, know, Let me, just, just let me pop it on there. There, there I am. That's Mike. me. It's <laughs> my sweet wife. Um, yeah. So. Yeah.
1: I'll I'll see you here and say, I might know why there's a little nuance that we don't have to get into here that has to do with something that I, I might've figured out why, because I'm in the same boat and cannot get verified. I've submitted it multiple times and sometimes they've gone like 12 hours before denying me and I get really excited. And then they ultimately deny me. Also, if you get denied Twitter verification, they don't tell you why, which is really frustrating. Um, anyways, <laughs>
0: I love also, that Mike said, he also two, Twitter CEO. Get Here we go. Verify Stop. her. She's great.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um I like that Mike's like, I have two thoughts on Ohio State. The second one has nothing to do with Ohio State. <laughs>
0: hey, I, well, I'm always good for one rant. I guess I started off the show with a rant about the the Chad Bowden thing. There was another yeah. rant that I was gonna do earlier about Dante Moore, but I decided not to.
1: No, but. we don't have time. We don't have time. <laughs> Mike, if, if you guys are wondering, Mike doesn't know when Dante Moore is going to commit because nobody knows. So <laughs> uh, that's a question we get literally every day and we don't know. So um, switching gears to baseball here. So we talked about this at the top a little bit um, when I was talking about Jack Finley, if you are unaware, which I don't know how you are, but Notre Dame made their third college world series in program history. It's 1957, 2002, and 2022. They did so by beating Tennessee in a three game series last weekend. They won Friday, Tennessee won Saturday, and Notre Dame won the winner take all game on Sunday. So we're just kind of go- going to kind of do like a brief little overview of how we got here, um, things of things of that nature. Um, and I know there are a lot of questions on baseball and how this works. So if you guys have questions, drop them in the side and, and we can answer them. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll just, I'll give the brief overview of what's we'll head. So they'll play Texas on Friday as Mike pops up here, seven o'clock on ESPN. So if you have cable, you have no reason not to watch. This isn't on some obscure like streaming service that is literally on ESPN in primetime. Um, the way that this works is there are eight teams that made the college world series. So there are two sides of an eight team bracket, four teams on each side. Notre Dame's pool is them, Texas, Texas A&M and Oklahoma, which is a hilarious pool. When you think about the fact that Notre Dame is in there with those guys. Um, and they do essentially pool play like they did in the first round of the NCAA tournament. So it's double elimination. So you have to get through the weekend without two losses. Once you get two losses, you are out. Um, yeah, there you go. You can pull it up. It gets a little wonky with TV schedules and stuff, but effectively Notre Dame will play Friday. They will then play again on Sunday. That time is dependent upon who wins Friday. It is either two or six. So um, I can turn it over to Tim. Tim, if you would like to just comment on the season. I know you had some stats that you pulled up. Oh. Uh,
2: Research. Well, what I love is, well, just the bracket, you got big oil versus the Mendoza, uh, school of business, uh, basically <laughs> in this, in this four bracket, it's, uh, no, it's awesome. I mean, I obviously followed ND for a long time, but, uh, it's, I watched the first game. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I mean, what'd they hit five home runs in the first game?
1: And, yeah. Four, and, four, but yeah, same idea.
2: Yeah. Same and many, they yeah. smashed the ball, Tennessee and for them to beat it. And then Tennessee came back the next day and just powered the heck out of the ball. It's uh It was a huge upset. I, I... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought I was getting some feedback there. Sorry, guys. Uh,
0: might be. I don't know.
2: I,
1: don't know. I can okay. take over for a second. If you want. I think it might be from
0: Ashton's computer.
1: <laughs> Why? I hate this. All right, Tim, talk. I'll mute myself. No, but no-
2: no, just some of the stats, you know, it you know that I saw real quick which is just it, it blew me away cuz that Tennessee team, I know you could talk more about this Ashton was obviously considered one of the greatest college baseball teams ever. But Notre Dame going into that crap. series It was, is
0: hailing at my house
2: right now. I
0: can see hail. This is crazy. I'm sorry. It was
2: 1 and 7. Notre Dame baseball was 1 and 7 versus the top 16 teams and goes to the College World Series. Tennessee, which I found this amazing. Was 25 and 5 versus ECC this year. And I was just like, are you kidding me? And then this was my favorite stat, just going over a bunch of these numbers how, how it's, it's just wild. Tennessee had 82 more home runs than Notre Dame going into that series, and Notre Dame out hit them, which who would have ever thought that in a million years? But uh, I'm a huge Red Sox fan. So as soon as that guy threw that pitch, and I mean, and the catcher, you could talk more. I mean, I, I don't know none of the players. I know the two really good pitchers they have. But for a guy to come up and what were they 7 outs away from going home, guy with one home run ties it. I I instantly I'm a Red Sox fan. I instantly thought back to, you know, 2003 when Grady Little left in Pedro Martinez one pitch too long in the Yankee series and I'm sure that Tennessee coach is a uh, I'm sure he's thinking that as well because their pitcher was dominant. And did he leave him in just one pitch too long? Because after that, just barn doors went off. And hey, Notre Dame's doing the same thing they did 20 years ago. I know you and Tyler uh, wrote about this literally to the day. What, 20 years they beat number one Florida State. And then 20 years later to beat number one Tennessee is just, it's awesome for Notre Dame baseball. And uh, I've, I've been to Omaha. It's a beautiful city, it's an unbelievable atmosphere and an unbelievable uh, ballpark. So it is, it's a great experience. I mean, that's where you want to go. When you play baseball, the goal is to get to Omaha. And uh, just making it to the College World Series is a, you know, you're a national champ already, I think. It's pretty awesome.
0: I can't believe it's hail. I got hailstorm <laughs> at my house right now. Georgia. Like, Man, this is Georgia. really loud rain. And then I look outside and, like, oh, there's a bunch of golf balls raining from the sky. I don't know if I've ever seen hail here. So. What?
1: Really? Interesting. I, that,
0: it's not something. No. No. Okay. Don't get hail in Atlanta.
1: I don't know if there's any feedback now you can stop me if there is, but no, no. I was just going to add back to Tim. Um, then you brought up the David Lamana, who was the catcher who hit the home run to tie it. And then Jack branding in the third baseman added on, which gave Notre Dame the four, three lead. They won seven, three, they added a few more runs, but those were kind of, those were back-to-back home runs um, and gave Notre Dame the lead. So to Tim's point, um, LaManna, you like kind of the rest of the team, the story this year has been they don't have the power that they had last year and Nico Cavadis, who was their massive power hitter who broke shattered Notre Dame home run records. But um, they were they're very consistent top to bottom. So Link Jarrett's been talking about this pretty much all year that he wants, he doesn't want opposing opposing pitchers to be able to like come up to breathe. Like it's one thing to have really hot two, three, four, five hitters. But then if you get the bottom of the lineup and you can take care of them, you're going to have a really hard time beating a team like Tennessee with Notre Dame. They don't have that one guy, but everybody can hit like LaMana led the team in batting average and was, is not a big power hitter, but came up their clutch um, at the end there. So um, someone just asked is it a single elimination. It's double elimination for the first round. Um, Yes. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think that's Tim kind of, you touched on a lot of the storylines of the season. It's, it's getting back to Omaha for the first time in 20 years. We talked with link Jarrett, the head coach today, and, um, Paul Manieri, who was the head coach last time who ultimately left and went to LSU. He's going to be there. Um, look out on blueandgold.com for a story that Tyler might be doing with him that could be really cool but um, it's it's very full circle i think um, because these these guys on the team right now met the 2002 team they came up for an anniversary a few months ago they talked with them about how cool it was to make to make omaha especially after last year when Notre Dame nearly made omaha so i think it's just it's very full circle for a lot of these guys especially because the team is so old they're all it's a lot of seniors I think it was 16 seniors or grad students were honored on degree day which is Notre Dame's like senior day equivalent basically so I'm rambling a bit but um point being they're really excited this doesn't happen often for Notre Dame um and it, it should it should be interesting especially with the the number of big names so in addition to Notre Dame Texas a Texas Texas a and and Oklahoma the other side is Ole Miss, Arkansas um, Auburn and Stanford, shoot, Stanford. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so it's Notre Dame and Stanford versus the South effectively. So, um, yeah, that'll be, that starts Friday night on ESPN and they'll play again Sunday. Again, what time they play, whether it's two or six is dependent upon whether or not they win on Friday. Um, so yeah, we can wrap up baseball talk there and we can take a couple questions unless Tim, you have anything oh, else? Oh, no, to- I was just
2: going to say off of that Ashley, cause it's how improbable it is is, the catcher has been there five years he had seven home runs so the yeah. guy averages basically one home run a year and yeah. he hits the game tying shot against the greatest college baseball team ever so it's just yeah. it, it was no. well, i was sitting there with my kids we had it on and it, when he hit i was like oh my god they're going to college world series guys my kids were yeah. getting hyped up so and uh because they thought the game was over and then you could watch another show so that's what they're more excited about
0: all right let's go <laughs> let's go rapid fire for ashton Okay. Um, John says, "Co-MVPs for Sunday's game was the Notre Dame's pitcher and catcher." Do you agree?
1: Um, so Finley and LaMana. Um, for Sunday, yes, I think an offensive MVP, MVP for the entire weekend was Jack Ziska, who went. Um, I'm reciting this off the top of my head, so don't quote me on this. I think it was eight for thir- It was eight for thirteen with two home runs and four or five RBIs. Um he went four for four Saturday. Notre Dame got killed on Saturday, 14-5, but Ziska went four for four. Um, so yeah, I think Sunday I agree with that, but entire series I would go Jack Ziska.
0: Can Notre Dame keep Link Jarrett at Notre Dame?
1: No, is my initial take. Um no, I don't think I mean so the Clemson job opened. That was the first Sorry, I'll walk it back a a second. So, typically, if you're unfamiliar with college baseball, the South is so dominant, it's not even funny. And it's not even like the SEC, and then you have like the Big Ten who's kind of right there. They have some good teams and some good talent. It's like the South and everybody else um, with tiny little exceptions. Um, So, the the Clemson job opened. Um, Everyone thought Link Jarrett might go there. They took Michigan's coach. Um, So, that job is closed. But the bigger issue now is Florida State fired their head coach, Mike Martin Jr., um, why is that an issue? You ask. Well, because Link Jarrett went to Florida State and is from Tallahassee. So not only do you have the big Southern baseball draw that Florida State is a step up in baseball. It, this is not like football where you could argue those are similar programs in term. I mean, not now, but you know, similar programs in terms of like history, money, investment, fan base, whatever. Right. Um, this would be a massive step up. If you asked me today. I would say I think that he's going, but I do. I have not asked him about it, so no, I don't think so.
0: And last, not so much a question but a comment. Shout out to Golden Tate. First baseball game since leaving the NFL. Um, first at bat, had a double RBI, two for four, double RBI, stolen base. So yeah, what what what's the story here, Ashton?
1: So I didn't watch this game. Um, I did not know that stat line. But well, yeah, what's the story to- Golden with Golden Tate?
0: Tate- playing baseball now
1: yeah so he played he played baseball at notre dame he was actually drafted out of high school by the diamondbacks i believe um in one of the later rounds 40 something um but yeah he obviously did not go play for them he went to notre dame played baseball through his sophomore year quit to play football um obviously had a long nfl career um and then is now playing in the i believe it's called the west coast baseball league on reading. You want to correct me? Go ahead. But yeah, that came out yesterday. I didn't know it and neither did Tyler Patrick. Like I sent it to our our group chat. Um, and nobody had any idea that that was (laughs) on the radar. So it's pretty cool. Um, obviously he's an elite athlete. If he played football and baseball in Notre Dame was drafted out of high school, um, played in the NFL for however many years, 10, 11, some 12, something like that. Um, but yeah, that's that's the story. Again, I did not watch this game. I did not know that stat line, but I knew it was happening. Sorry, I did not prepare to go in depth on that. No. I'm not gonna make stuff up. Um yes, and a couple of you are citing Carter Putz, the first baseman. He was awesome defensively. Um he's one of the best defensive players in the country and the Notre Dame defense is a top 10 defense in the country. Statistically, they're all fantastic. But yeah, putts had a really good season. I'm um, well season and series, but Jack Brannigan, the third baseman who was named a third team all American today is also a defensive star. If you want to flip it on, on, I wanted to say tomorrow night, but Friday night and watch some really good defense. Um, we can wrap up with that last question here, if that works, a prediction. Um, so This is hard because pool play is hard. Well, baseball in general is kind of hard to predict because it's a little more fluky than, say, football. Um, I think Notre Dame has the ability to win this pool, but all the stars are going to have to align, similar to how Tennessee was. So a lot – oh, super chat for Link Jarrett's new contract with Indy. Yes,
0: appreciate that, Martin. It's a good one. I don't get it. He's just saying, like, drop a bunch of Super Chats and that'll help out yeah. for Jerry. Oh, um, oh,
1: oh, 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 oh,
0: Maybe, that maybe that's team. what he meant. I, I don't know, but yeah, I, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, he ha- he just signed a new contract. It's a pretty big contract, but, like, I don't know. I don't blame him. Like, he's from Tallahassee and went to Florida State. That's, like, I don't know. Um, but, yes, my prediction, sorry. They can win this, but all of the stars are going to have to align. These three teams are really good, and they all have different strengths, which is – it's you have to obviously approach a three game series differently than three games against three different teams, because for obvious reasons, Um, and all these teams have different strengths. So it's going to be like a full blown recalibration after these games, which should be interesting. And um we're going di- to, Tyler and I are going to dive into that more on the site in the next couple of days. Um Tyler will be in Omaha and then I will be covering stuff too. So, we will get more into that and more into, like, the actual game previews if you want to check that out on blueandgold.com. Um, and with that, unless you guys have any other comments,
2: we get hey, here. They just beat the number one team in the, probably the history of college baseball. I think they get out of the bracket. They go on to the finals. How's that? That's going to be my prediction. Link so Jarrett. Yeah. Link Jarrett's going to take these guys as, uh, as far as they can, right, and then uh, go down to his alma mater and and Notre Dame's had three great baseball coaches and the previous two went to Arizona State and LSU. And uh, Murphy lost at ASU in the finals, and but Maneri won a championship at LSU. So it's a, I mean, they, Notre Dame's had some hell of a baseball team. So it, it'll be stinks that, you know, that he goes, but well, how long has he been there? Three years, right? Yeah,
1: three years 2020. He, but I mean, the, obviously so. the 2020 season was severely shortened by COVID, but yes, he's been there since.
2: it took him to a final, regional final last year. So he's done a heck of a yeah. job.
1: Um, yeah, Mike just popped up. Justin said Notre Dame's high with Stanford, according to Vegas, uh, second to win it all. That sounds right. I've seen multiple things. There's obviously eight teams. I've seen somewhere between two and five, somewhere in the middle. Um, the team that I've seen the most is Ole Miss to win, which is an interesting one, but we don't oh, have to dive
2: real, in. Real quick, Ashton. Football. Yes. Ashton, since you follow Lane Kiffin's dog, is the dog going to, uh, Omaha? Do you, have you found out yet? Cause I know Lane I have was not- asking on Twitter.
1: I have not confirmed whether or not Juice Kiffin is going to Omaha. Um, I think it's heavily dependent on whether or not he's allowed there, which makes sense. I mean, obviously he could go to Omaha, but like whether or not he can go to the games, I don't really know. Um, That's a bad answer. I don't know the answer. (laughs) Anyways, with that. What about my prediction?
0: Do I get a prediction?
1: No, because you said you didn't want to comment on baseball.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm getting a prediction though. All, All right, right, Notre go, go. Dame is winning every single game, and the Braves are also going to go undefeated the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, the, I'm a Braves fan. The Braves are—they're going to win out. Um, you heard it here first. That's my expert analysis. That's a joke. No one come at me about that. Anyways, <laughs> so they are—they have won thirteen straight games, and they are on right now. So I'm going to go watch them. There's like, is that cat. your cat?
0: Yeah, okay. that was my cat. Well, this,
1: this show is just completely off the right. rails, and two of us aren't even drinking which is one hilarious. day
2: closer. <laughs> hey, we're one day closer to Ohio state. So that's the only thing that matters at the end of the show. All right, I'm signing us off
0: now before we get to, on some other tangent or get some super chatter. So peace, everybody.
1: All
2: right. All right bye.
0: <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumba It's
2: my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa.